Hey moms, Brie here. Question, have you ever found yourself at a loss for words when it comes to helping your athlete daughter? Specifically, before a game when she's feeling super nervous and you just want her to be confident or in that car ride home when she's being hard on herself and you just want her to also see the good things she did out there. Now, if you have, you're not alone. It's so hard to know what to say to get her out of her head and start believing in herself. That's why I'm excited to share about our four-day What to Say Challenge happening this month. This challenge is specifically designed for moms of girl athletes to help you know what to say to build her confidence without making things worse or causing her to shut down. Even if you're often met with things like, you have to say that, you're my mom. Over the four days, we'll be together for short trainings to give you strategies and scripts so you'll never be stuck wondering what to say again. The challenge is happening May 14th through 17th, and registration is open now for early bird pricing. So you get 60% off the challenge, and you can hop in for just $19. Head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge to register. That's also linked in the show notes. We kick off on Monday, May 13th with our pre-party, and I hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Raising Elite Competitors podcast. I'm Coach Bree, a mental performance coach for girl athletes, and I'm so happy that you're here. Whether you have a lot of experience as a sports mom or you're just getting going on the sports journey with your athlete, you are here because you want to raise a confident, mentally strong girl athlete, and you are in the right place. Today's episode is a good one. I actually pulled a question that I got from our community recently all around how to help your athlete stop being so hard on herself. So I recently posted a poll on our Instagram. I'm at Elite Competitor Coach if you don't already follow me there. And this is one of the questions that somebody submitted. And I thought it was a great one because it is common. It is so common that girl athletes especially are just really hard on themselves. They are seeing the things that they did wrong. They're kind of ruminating on these mistakes. So how can we help them shift to more productive processing? How can we help them not be so unnecessarily hard on themselves? Now, before we get into the episode, I do want to give a shout out to an athlete in our community. So this athlete is going through the Elite Mental Game, which is our signature mental training program for girl athletes and also for the parents that support them. And Lindy sent me this text the other day. She said, I just want to let you know that I had a cross-country meet yesterday and I finished first and ran my second best 5K time. I definitely think this program helped me a lot and I only started it on Thursday. I noticed I was able to stop my negative thoughts before they went any further. And this is awesome. Lindy, I'm so proud of you. And here's the thing. She is talking, Lindy's talking about how her negative thoughts came up because negative thoughts are going to happen for your athlete. They happen for us. They are a very normal human experience. However, Lindy had the skill now to be able to recognize that a negative, unproductive thought was happening. She was able to shift it to something more productive and then not allow that negative thought to control her. And as a result, she was able to run her second best 5k time. So Lindy, congratulations. Good job doing the work. Keep going. All right. One more thing before we get into this. If you find this podcast valuable in any way, I would so appreciate it if you shared it with somebody else who you think would get value from it. So another sports parent and a friend, just text them the link to an episode that has helped you out. That actually helps us out a lot so that we can get more ears on this podcast, more people that we are helping, more people we're impacting. And also we can bring on even more guests that will help support you in this journey as you raise your girl athlete. So that 
that would be a big help for us if you share the podcast. Also, if you have a moment to rate and review the podcast, we would love that as well. All right, let's get into this. How can you help your athlete stop being so hard on herself? So what are we seeing here? Okay, typically when I hear moms talk about this or athletes talk about this themselves, they recognize it. It's that they're only seeing the negative even when good things happen. So, you know, they play a match, competition, training, whatever it is. They come to you afterwards and you're like, oh, that was terrible. And you're like, did we just watch the same match? (laughs) I didn't see all the terribleness that you're talking about. And she's like, oh, did you see though that I shanked that pass or I missed that? And you're like, but you also passed a lot that were good. You also made some of your serves in, you know, like, so you are trying to pull your athlete basically back towards this positive. She's trying to go negative. It's like this tug of war that's happening. She maybe will ruminate on thoughts and plays, meaning she can't just like get them out of her head. So she will just continue to like, just be stuck on certain things. You're like, oh my gosh, just let it go. You know, move on. She also might let these practice training sessions, these competitions impact her mood for hours or even days. So yes, we expect athletes to be disappointed, frustrated, all the things when they don't perform how they want to perform. However, if this is really impacting how she shows up, how her confidence is for multiple, multiple hours or days on end, then this could be a sign that she's got something kind of going on underneath. That's not anything that's not uncommon, but typically this means that she has not learned the skill of being able to train her mind to productively process or notice when she is in this spiral and how to get out of it. All right. Another thing is that she, she potentially has unrealistic standards or expectations. So we often see athletes who struggle with perfectionism really struggle with being really hard on themselves. So they have these unrealistic standards, like I have to be perfect or I can't make any mistakes. You know, just these things that set them up for failure, really, because their sport is likely a game of mistakes. And that's how we improve. That's how we get better. But she doesn't really want to hear that. And because she has this unrealistic standard, then everything will be a failure, right? There is no way that she can actually maintain this unrealistic standard that she has set for herself. And we are not going to go super deep into perfectionism in this episode. We have some other episodes that we really talk a lot about what's going on with perfectionism and how to help your athlete with that. In this episode, we're going to talk more about when she is exhibiting those symptoms of like just beating herself up after a performance or after a competition. So when this happens, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in your athlete's brain when this goes on. So athletes often feel that they have to be hard on themselves in order to show that they care. They have to like, oh, I just have to show that this matters to me. And if I just go about my day as if it didn't, then I'm not showing that I actually care about this. This also is a normal part of your athlete's brain. Automatic negative thoughts. A-N-T. Ant. Okay. These are a thing. Automatic negative thoughts happen. We also have a negativity bias. This is a human experience. So your athlete will have negative thoughts to pop up. That's We're actually not trying to get her to get rid of negative thoughts. We're trying to help her change her relationship with those negative thoughts. So when a negative thought pumps into her head, then she has the skill to notice that it's not productive, has the skill to pause, get back to the present moment and shift it to something more productive. And that's a skill that can be learned. And one quick note on that, that's exactly what we teach inside our free training for sports moms. So if you haven't already checked that out, that's at trainhergame.com. And we go through how to help your athlete specifically shift those negative thoughts. We go more into a deep dive there. On that, we also talk about the negativity bias. So as we make sense of experiences, your athlete and also us, we tend to focus on the negative things that happen. So this is actually something that's very normal that your athlete is doing. So I want us to recognize if we're getting angry at our athletes, if we're and I'm there too, I'm totally with you. It's frustrating because you're like, can we get out of this negativity? This is not helping. However, know that this is normal. 
Every person has automatic negative thoughts. Every person has a negativity bias. And here's the other big thing. I already kind of hit on this, but typically why this happens is because athletes do not have the skill to process how to not be hard on themselves. They see it as like, this is just happening to me instead of I actually have skills to get myself out of this and be on a more productive path. And so if athletes don't have skills to navigate that, all of these things will happen to them. It is a guarantee that your athlete will have negative thoughts. Your athlete will have times where they're going to be hard on themselves because they feel like they have to. This is a very normal part of being an athlete. But the difference between athletes who do that and the athletes who don't go down that path and down the spiral and beat themselves up for days at a time are those athletes actually have skills to shift those thoughts. They have skills to stop and pause and be present and know like, hey, this isn't helping me. And they have strategies and skills to navigate that, all right? Here's another big thing, and this does hit a little bit on perfectionism, but another reason why this happens is athletes often associate their achievements and their outcomes with their self-worth. And so they feel that what they do is who they are. As a result, when they are out there doing something that is potentially not up to their unrealistic standard or doesn't, doesn't have a great outcome, now they are taking that on. They're wearing that as this is who I am. And therefore, since I missed all those shots, then I am not a good person. I know that sounds extreme, but that's what they do. They associate all of the outcomes, the times, the scores to who they are as a person. And they wear that. And, you know, so that's why they're going through their day and they're like, oh, just so like down and out. Because if I didn't do good, that means I am not good. You know, I'm not seen as valuable in whoever's eyes that they're trying to find value, their coach, you, teammates, just who they are as a person. They're always kind of looking outward. And so we really want to, that's why it's so important that we de-link our athletes, who they are away from what they do, right? Their sport is what they do. And it's a part of who they are. It's what they're passionate about in some way, but it's not all of who they are. And when we only praise the outcomes, when we only recognize the outcomes, we only recognize the achievements, we are actually unintentionally reinforcing that for our athletes. We are reinforcing the idea that your achievements, when you do things good, I'm going to recognize that outcome and you're going to get a lot of praise. It's going to feel really good. And therefore they want more of that. They want to please whoever is giving them that recognition more and more and more. And that's where the pressure layers on. And here's why outcomes and achievements are actually not hundred percent in your athlete's control. There's so many other factors like the other team, the ref, the coach, there's a lot that goes in to an outcome. And so if athletes are associating their outcome with their worth, then they're automatically tying their self-worth to something that they cannot control and something that changes from day to day, from training to training, from competition to competition. And so it's really important that we are able to de-link who they are from what they do. And as parents, we can really support that. We can support who they are as people. We can recognize their qualities that go beyond their sport. We can also really shift where we're putting our praise or recognition or attention from outcome And I'm not saying we ignore the outcome, but we shift a little bit away from that towards what is in their control, their attitude, their effort, their preparation, how they respond to adversity, all of those things that athletes are like, hey, I actually can control that. And if I focus on that, the outcome is actually going to be better when they're focusing on things that are in their control. And so that is actually, as we shift into how you can help, that's the first thing that you can do is really pay attention to where you are placing a lot of your recognition and your praise, because we can unintentionally cause our athletes to be super hard on themselves because they're trying to meet the standard that again, unintentionally might be reinforced through our praise and our recognition. The other thing, you know, a lot of us get this wrong. And I'm saying a lot of us, meaning like a lot of us parents that are raising athletes, but we get this wrong by trying to fix her and trying to get her to think something different, trying to get her to be positive, right? 
away. And I get this. Like I said earlier, it's so hard to see them like in that slump and it's so hard to see them like struggling and you're like, there's no reason for you to be hard on yourself. Look at all the good things. Like we see it from this other perspective. They're in it and this is challenging for them. And so the best thing we can do is actually be the space for them to experience whatever they're experiencing. Now we don't have to agree with them. Validating their emotions and their experience and saying like, hey, that sounds really hard. Like, tell me more about that. That's not actually saying, yeah, you are the worst one on the team. You really did screw up that whole game and yada, 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 all the things that she's saying to herself. No, we're not agreeing with that. We're saying things like, you know, that's not true, but it would be really hard to feel like that. I get that. You know, tell me more. What happened out there that made you, that's making you feel like that? What do you think it is? And just allow that space. Like, Hey, do you want me to listen? Do you want me to help you come up with solutions? And that goes a long way to help her process. Sometimes we think by doing that, it's going to make it worse. Like she's just going to go deeper and deeper into the negativity when in reality, it's actually the opposite. And so listen, validate so that she can have that space just to process emotions. And so she's not getting the subconscious message that these emotions are bad that my mom can't handle me when I'm not being positive. Like I just have to be positive and happy all the time because if you're expecting that, and again, unintentionally we do that because we're just trying to get her to change her mood right there. And I do understand that too. Like when our athletes struggle, the whole family struggles, right? When our athletes are, they don't have skills to come back from mistakes and they don't have skills to process their performance. The whole family really suffers from that, right? Like the car ride home kind of sucks and like you can't even go out to dinner because she's in like a terrible mood and you're like, hey, come on, this is supposed to be fun, you know? And so I totally get that. But the more that we can actually build our own emotional capacity to handle that for our athletes, the more we're actually giving her the message that like, hey, I'm in this with you and you're going to get through this. This emotion isn't something that you have to be scared of. Like I'm right here. You know, you can feel that way and I get why you're feeling that way. Let's get through it together. And that actually signals to her like that her emotion is okay. And this is a good thing because when our athletes are not facing their emotions or pushing them down and they're just like putting on the happy face, that's when they really start to struggle mentally as an athlete and as a person. When we just tell them like, Hey, you got to be positive. You got to just be happy all the time. When in reality, they're going through stuff. And while it might seem very black and white to you, like this is not a big deal. It is a big deal in her world. And so we need to treat it like that. The other thing that I have talked about this is like, Athletes don't naturally actually know how to stop the spiral. It's not something that they learn from their coach. Their coach is not teaching it. So don't expect her coach to teach it. (laughs) Coaches are not trained typically in this side of the game, although they do expect your athlete to be mentally tough. So that's the catch is she needs to be mentally tough. She needs to know how to handle loss and failure and not a good game and all of those things. Your coach is expecting it, but her coach is not trained how to teach it. So it's our job. It's your job to make sure that she has the opportunity to develop this skill, right? And expecting her to just like snap out of it or be confident or be mentally tough when we haven't given her the skills to do that is like telling my kids like, hey, I'm going to throw you in the deep end right now and you don't know how to swim yet, but you'll figure it out. Just come on, swim, (laughs) get your head above water. That's actually not teaching her that skill. And so being able to productively process her performance and recognize those negative thoughts and shift her self-talk. Like I mentioned, Lindy at the beginning, that athlete who ran her second best 5k, you know, not getting carried away with those negative thoughts. That is a skill. And that is a skill that can be developed and has been developed by thousands of athletes actually inside our program. But it is a mental training skill that athletes can learn and do learn and practice. And again, if you want to get a taster on how to get started with all that, that's exactly what we teach inside our training for sports moms. So it's at trainhergame.com. That's that free training. Check it out. We go deep into that. And here's one thing I'll leave you with. Mental training isn't just for athletes who are struggling, right? And so you're listening to this episode because potentially your athlete is hard on herself 
and you're like, yeah, I got to figure out how to help her not be so hard on herself. However, athletes will at some point in their career face all the things that athletes face, failure, disappointment, mistakes, comparison, coaches that they don't jive with, teammates that are not the greatest. And that's a guarantee. And is your athlete prepared to handle those things? And if she is not developing her mental side of the game, likely that answer is no, because these are skills that are not just things that she is born with. And giving your athlete mental training skills actually gives her a competitive advantage. It gives her a competitive advantage over athletes who are not doing those things. And when she is in those situations, you are going to start to see other athletes kind of fall apart. And, you know, in the sense that they're letting those mistakes really ruin their opportunities and they're getting in their own way and they can't get out of their head. Whereas your athlete, she is prepared for those moments. She knows what to do, right? She has those skills. And so that's why mental training is obviously very useful for athletes who are in the thick of it and like really are recognizing that they're struggling in their sport. However, what's great is that these skills can be front-loaded and pre-loaded so that your athlete is prepared for what's coming. All right, moms, I hope that this was helpful in helping your athlete stop being so hard on herself. Remember that this is normal. Your athlete has automatic negative thoughts and being able to pause, shift those thoughts to something productive is something that athletes can develop as a skill. On your side of things, make sure that you are validating her experience. You are giving her space. Her emotions get airtime no matter how extreme they are, right? You are that safe space for her to productively process. Make sure you're shifting where you are putting your praise and your emphasis away from those outcomes and achievements and more into who she is as a person and what is in her control. And again, continue to provide her with those skills to build her own mental game and her own mental toughness as well. All right, moms, I'm coach Bree, mental performance coach for girl athletes. And I will see you in the next episode of the raising elite competitors podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode, moms. Quick reminder that registration is open for our What to Say Challenge happening May 14th through 17th. Head over to register so you can join us to learn proven strategies and game-changing scripts you'll keep in your back pocket for those pre- and post-game pep talks. The challenge is just $19 during our earlier pricing happening right now. So head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge. That's also linked in the show notes, and I will see you there.